the last three episodes of the Heroic Podcast, we have discussed how a man hits the wall, the idols he needs to detach from, and the false self he needs to unmask. Each of these deals in some way with the experience of entering death as a part of the heroic journey. In episode five, we saw how the idea of entering death is a part of all male initiation rites, as well as the great heroic tales. Surprisingly, it's also the call of Jesus. And when a man hits the wall with a major crisis, it doesn't have to be the end of his life. It can be the beginning of entering the truly heroic life. Thanks to Hal Haddon for sharing his story of hitting the wall and his sage advice. In episode six, we tackle the whole issue of idolatry. Instead of walking with God and finding our true glory as men there, we instead attach to idols to fill the interior void we feel with the false glory they offer. The idols can be socially acceptable ones like success and status, or ones that are not so acceptable, such as substance abuse or porn. But the result is the same. Our hearts become chained to our idols. The call of Jesus into the heroic life is to detach from them so that we can follow him. And that detachment will feel like death. Michael Kelly gave us some helpful hints on spotting idols in our lives, as well as sharing his own story of detaching from them. In episode number seven, we discuss the universal experience of the false self. Every man constructs some way of posturing himself before the world that will gain the admiration and love he longs for. This posturing is often a reaction to shame. We instinctively cover and hide behind a false self as a result of feeling that shame. But the false man can never be the heroic man. He is too preoccupied with how he looks to others and does not have the emotional bandwidth to see into the hearts of others. At some point, Jesus will call him to unmask that false self and become the man he was created to be. Nate Larkin told his story of the false self he had behind for years and how he went on a journey of unmasking that changed everything. Now in this episode, we wanna think through the practicalities of helping men as they wrestle with these different calls to enter death. In their willingness to enter, they will take huge steps forward in the heroic journey of manhood. I'm Bill Delvo, and this is Heroic, a podcast about the surprising path to true manhood. Carter Crenshaw, senior pastor of Weston Community Church, is now going to join us again to help us think through ways we can help men on this especially hard part of the journey. Carter, thanks for coming back again to help us with these matters and discuss some of the practicalities with entering death. Let's start here. Thanks, Bill. Um, You've been a pastor for many, many years. How do you help men who are in a crisis, men who've hit the wall? The first thing I do is I, I really want to know about the crisis. I really want to know what they think the crisis is, how they're experiencing it, just just where they are right. in the burning house. Yeah. How does it feel? And then we'll get into their thoughts about how it started and uh, what they feel like they can or can't do in the midst of the fire. So I really want to first just really hear their hearts hmm. uh, and hear the hurt of their hearts and and uh, anything else they want to say. So that's the place I always start. How when just the spectrum of responses 
that you've seen men who hit the wall, like the good and the bad responses in terms of how they process it. That you know, we talked about hitting the wall as as sort of God's subversive grace to yes. oh, to choose a new path. Yes. So how do you how have you seen men respond to that? In a number of ways. So I'll use different words. Some are clueless. Yep. I myself have been in that spot before. Why is why is my life burning down? Right. Well, why is this happening to me? Exactly. They're absolutely <laughs> clueless as to and, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. That's just I've been there just too. clueless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they might be clueless. They may have some idea. Um, and 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 what I would say is a third party observer, some some uh, uh, good perspective yeah. on what's going on. Sometimes they're just misguided. Uh, they're they have a, a wrong perspective. Right. Uh, on it. Uh, sometimes there's blame shifting. It's it's more of a denial in the sense that I just don't want to take responsibility right. for something I really do know is true. Yeah. And so I've got to find somebody to blame. Right. If find I'm a scapegoat. A, exactly. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. So that's that's what I've seen, Bill. Yeah. Um, so pastoring them through that, and then the various responses, and then. You know, when you get get those who are clueless or those who are excusing or blame shifting, and then those who are really trying to, you know, understand it and move forward, like as a pastor, responding to all three of those types, like well, what do you what do you do there? I'll tell you exactly. Um, number one, I'm not I'm not there to be the hammer and say you're lying to yourself. I, if they know that I care then they're much more willing to listen to me if I disagree right. with them. And, and so I might, I, I might say, Bill, would you entertain an alternate perspective on the one you have? Right. And if they know I care. A general confrontation. You know what? If they know you care, 100% of the time they're willing. Mm. They're willing to listen. Wow. I would say. And so I think that's really key because, you know, I don't go into a meeting feeling like i got to be right. That's really important. Oh, my goodness. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is right. That's right. That's right. And we're not (laughs) the Holy Spirit. We don't need to presume ourselves. Exactly. And so when I I go into a situation like that, I try to follow um, the Spirit of Jesus into the situation because he's got to do the work. Ultimately, you're yep. right. He's, he really does, he's, the he's the one that's got to reveal yeah. to a man, and that man has to respond to that or not. And that's why I say every young man. I mean, it really does, in, in my estimation, start with your own relationship with Christ. And I'm not trying to give a Sunday school answer. No, I mean, I'm just it, trying it, to start at the start. That's right. That's yeah. right. No, it is. So let's, let's move to the issue of idolatry for a second, um, which is another way men are called to enter death. What's helped you train men to spot their idols? Because so much of this is self-awareness. Yes, yes. So the way I see idolatry, seen it in my own life, Bill, is it's basically misguided desire. And so I like to say that again. I love that. Say it one more time. It's basically idolatry is misguided desire. Okay. So, So I like to start with the legitimate desire. Yeah. Because then, hey, I've got a legitimate desire here. And so you're no longer beating yourself up. Right. But 
wouldn't it be sane to go to the right place right. with a legitimate desire? Right. Instead of going to the wrong place. Wrong place. Exactly. And yeah. the reason we're probably having the conversation in the first place is the idol is no longer performing the way they wish it was. That's exactly right. And now and so, I, I, something's wrong here and I don't ex- know what it is. Exactly. So g- g- let's, exactly. let's just put the, give a practical example of that. What would be like an idol that here it is and then here's the misplaced desire? Is there one that you've seen that's really common? Well, I've got several. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want me to list mine or yours? Up to you, man. Because I know you, you well enough yeah, I could list right. yours. You, you're welcome to list mine. I'm well, okay. Well, it's I, all in the book. <laughs> so we can laugh together. And I don't know exactly who's going to be listening to this, but maybe some of your idols are um, like mine. So an idol can be as benign as food. Yes. And I have to laugh at a certain restaurant that has a billboard up on I-40, Comfort Food. Yes. But that's the definition of an idol. When I go to food for a comfort that only ultimately God can give me. And I've I've done that before. Oh, and I I have too. You know, cheesecake (laughs) is a wonderful idol. How how much money have they made off of you? It really is. And we can laugh, but if you look at it, um, you know, food or drink can be an idol. Um, Because remember, the best idols are blessings from God. You know, that's a good point because uh, there's idol in and of itself there's nothing wrong with them everything in the creator order is good but we take it and twist it we, and that, that's what makes it evil yep. we misplace the desire and put it there and say come through for me yep amen yes you know and i had my own you know idol of, of food that was combined with exercise and i kind of ran on that treadmill for a long time as some sort of sense of comfort mm-hmm. and um so I know how that idol feels, and it, and I was not aware of it for years. Mm-hmm. You can be on these this sort of cycle of these idols for a long time, just thinking that's just the way life is until the and idol then, quits working. And then, you're, uh, then you you're start like, saying, I'm Whoa. a rat on a wheel. And a rat on a wheel is nothing but somebody who's chasing the idol. Yeah. And, and that's what an idol does to you. It just runs you to death. It runs you to death. Mm-hmm. Which goes to this a very important point. There is a time when men can hear truth and there's a time when they simply can't hear truth so when a man is a rat and his idols working you know you can say all sorts of truth to him and it's just going to be like BBs off of uh, you know iron you know an iron plate but it's like when those idols are not working that's all of a sudden they're like there's that kind of hunger to hear and I think you know, spotting, be able to sense when men are at that place mm-hmm. and kind of going, are you ready to think, hear? I think in what I've seen, Bill, in my experience, men are at that place uh, when the, a couple of things happen. One, th- one thing that can happen is um, their life is shattered. They hit so, the wall. Yeah, so the this. idol shatters. The idol of reputation shatters because I have a major public failure. Right. And so suddenly I'm exposed. Or here's another uh, the idol doesn't satisfy like it used to, and so so there's an emptiness, mm. and that's another doorway I've seen uh, God really open to men's hearts is is an emptiness. Mm. It comes out. I know there's more. There has to be more. Yeah, exactly. And what's funny is the answer is absolutely <laughs> there is be. more. <laughs> it's just down another road. That's right. You yeah, know, there's so much more. Yeah. I love that. Tell them there's so much more. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's affirming their desire. That's right. It's just misplaced. Yeah, as you said. Yes, 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 yes. So let's let's finish by going to the whole idea of unmasking the false self. How 
how have you, what has really helped you help men in that process of just shedding that and letting that go so that they can really begin to taste who they really are as men? How have you been able to help men in that process? In my experience, the first step there is to help men begin to see that we do really project a false self. Right. I'm going to project something. It's almost like a hologram I'm going to project. That's a great analogy. That you see yeah. that causes you to respond in a way that I get what I want from you. It's a transaction. Yeah, and it might be I want your approval or I want your money um, or whatever. But when I'm projecting the false self, I, I create that false self to manipulate my circumstances to satisfy the core mm-hmm. of who I am. And it, it, when that false self comes down, it's like ripping a Band-Aid off a gaping wound. Right. And that's why Which, by the way, is the first step in a very severe mercy. It's, and that's why no man, this is why this feels like death. It does, to unmask it. And some, I, but I you think, know what is interesting, Bill? It is death of a false self. Right. Which is something that wasn't real anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't real anyway, and yeah. d- and discovering what's really inside. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's the life. But but I know. think you say it well in your book. You've got to go through. I mean, it's the classic in the Bible. You've got to go through death to life. Yes, yeah. And I think you say it great, uh, yeah. very well in heroic. Yeah, you do. You have to go through death because you've got to be heroic to take that first step of that journey. You so, know, and this is where the hero is trained. We think, oh, how do I get training? Well, here's how a hero is trained. You see death, go there. Isn't that go to, exciting? Go to what is painful. <laughs> yes. Go to what is hard. But go that, to what is like, do you I'm going to lose counter, it here. Do you realize it's how counterintuitive? It's so counter, but it's like, that's the deal, you know. And so that's the difference, I think, between, you know, we, we hear heroic tales, we watch heroic movies, we read about them and go, oh, I'd love to be that. And the answer is, okay, enter death. Here's a step. Go. And to recognize that's the Lord saying, come on. You're going to come alive on the other it's side. It's crazy. It is crazy. What are we doing talking about this? <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. Let's but, go back to our false selves, Bill. But it's true, <laughs> yeah. and it's true yeah. in a way that yeah. just, you know, when you see what comes out of it is is remarkable. Really? And, you know, remarkable. And when you take the first steps, you know, it, just take the first few steps because then you'll never turn back. You know, and that's, that's a great way to uh, end here. It's like... Because I can remember being paralyzed at certain points in my life and men coming to me and saying, just take the first step. There's one step. Don't worry about all it. Just take the first step. Mm-hmm. Take the first step. The Lord will meet you there and, and show you the, the rest of the way. This has been Heroic. Join us for the next episode as we take up the topic of masculine identity, some of the false and insufficient views, and a much healthier view. If you're enjoying the Heroic Podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend who might want to listen in. Rating and word of mouth are the best ways to get the word out. You might also like my book, Heroic, The Surprising Path to True Manhood. Heroic will give you what you need to take the journey to become a man. It will help you find your guide for the journey, own your true identity, and discover your quest. This is how we become truly heroic. Go to heroicbook.com for more information and to order a copy. That's heroicbook, 
www.thepeopleshow.com.